Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to the latest episode of Steelers That Geek, the Spine the Steel Curtain editor, Dave Schofield, coming at you. It's Thursday morning. It's December. It's week 13. It's all going so fast. Uh, I know I say it every week, but I mean, my, my goodness, I, I look forward to talking to you all every Thursday. And then the problem with that is... It makes everything go by too fast. Um, we're in the month of December. I mean, I, I have to admit, you all probably know this about me. Jeff Hartman's the exact same way. Love Christmas. Love Christmas. Christmas, the whole Christmas season. I love the music. I love the movies. I love the decorations. I've just, I can't wait for everyone else to put up their decorations so my family and I can just drive around and look at decorations. That's what we want to do. Um, we wanted people to be decorated the first week of November, like we were. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, it's true. But I'm so excited about it. But it's all about the anticipation and everything. And I I, I love the Christmas season. I love the whole thing. I, I, I can't wait for Christmas to get here. But my goodness, once Christmas is here, the Steelers play the day after Christmas. Then they got two games left after that. It's just gone by really fast. And I don't want to wish it all away. But right now, the number to realize is six. The Steelers, as they sit at five, five, and one, they have six games left. They have six games left. For those people like me that thought the Steelers could get to 11 wins this year, I mean, throw out the tie, and they've got to win them all. Okay, for, for people out there that said, you know, they'll be lucky to get to six wins, 
they're going to have to lose them all in order to not get to six wins. And they, they're going to be underdogs in every game remaining, most likely, unless something crazy happens. But uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have their work cut out for them because of the last product they put on the field, the last product they put on tape for the rest of the NFL. Boy, was it terrible. I mean, I have to say this. Other than hopefully there wasn't a blueprint to take care of the Steelers, if you're going to put product that bad out there, you want teams to look at that and be like, oh, yeah. And then you come in and you, and you can smack them in the, in the mouth otherwise. But I, honestly, I don't know that this team is a smack them in the mouth type of team. Um, they're, they're kind of been called, you know, their, their, their toughness, their dedication, their effort and everything is ca- been called into question. And that's something we're going to talk about um, here after we recap this last game with some numbers and that is effort. And you know what? I'm not even going to wait for the numbers. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. The problem is you can't quantify it. There's not a statistic. There's not this a magic measuring stick that measures effort. I mean, you can talk player grades and things of that nature all you want, but that's still trying to quantify effort and you really can't. It just, it comes to a point where, you know, stats and numbers are fun and you can look at them after the fact and say, Hey, did this, did the Steelers give a good effort based on these numbers, but you you just can't quantify effort. And that more than anything, that is what I feel was missing from the Steelers on Sunday. I know that's what Coach Tomlin felt was missing on Sunday. He was ready to jump in and talk about effort to answer all kinds of questions about about writing the ship and everything on his press conference on Tuesday. And that is, and that's sad if the team if it really is about effort. And I know, of course, everyone will will, will take the the time to say, "Oh, well, isn't it? Isn't that the coach's job and everything else?" I mean. It's great when when the coaches can can get you to you mo- can motivate you to go out there and give your very best. But these are professionals. They should be motivated to go out there and give their very best. I mean, honestly. So, I mean, Chuck Knoll, that's something that was big with him is like I shouldn't have to motivate you to go play hard. Go play hard. And I know last year on the Steelers preview, if you're someone who listens to all all of the BTSC shows, or even just the ones that, you know, like myself, Jeff Hartman, and Brian Anthony Davis are involved. We are the ones who were on the Steelers preview. And they they laughed at me when I'm like, the Steelers need to play hard. I, I'm pretty sure that was last season when I said that. They thought that was so funny. I'm like, it's true. You have to play hard. That's what effort is. And if ever we saw a great example of what it's like to not play hard, go back and watch the Steelers week 12 game. Put yourself through that torture. I myself, I'm not putting myself through that torture again. Usually I watch the games multiple times or at least parts of them to pull out specific things. I, who wants to watch that stink fest? Not me. Not I said the duck, not I said the cat, not I said the pig, not this guy, not this stat geek. And you nerds of steel, if you're out there and you and you watch this game again, Kudos to you. I wouldn't be surprised if if a lot of you didn't even watch it all in the first place because I would have joined you if I could have. So let's just go ahead and recap some of these numbers, which, I mean, honestly, I don't really want to talk about them, but you have to talk about them because this is who the Pittsburgh Steelers are right now. This is what they did. And it's funny because a lot of times I'll say, you know, 
a team is more than just the last time they were on the field. So many times, the Steelers fans, a lot of times the reaction is completely about the last time the team was on the field. Oh, this team is great because they just did this. Oh, this team is terrible because they just did this. The Pittsburgh Steelers are more than what they just were on the field this past Sunday. They are more than that. They have an entire body of work. They do. But yet that this was the most important one because in the world of trends, it's your last data point. The Pittsburgh Steelers have 11 data points from this season. And I'm not, because I'm not even going to the preseason. They have 11 data points and it's where you're going from the last point. So you can't ignore all the other ones before that, but the last one is the most important. So I talked with my brother on the Scobro show. You can go back. We got a little bit nerdy there. Even talked about standard deviation, you know, talked about the best that the Steelers have shown and the worst the Steelers have shown. And the problem is it's an enormous range. You know, there, and that's when you're conducting an experiment, you don't want a huge range. You want a small range. You want a very small range. You want it to be as, as accurate as possible. So therefore it's a small range. And unfortunately the Steelers uh, level in play has had an absolutely huge range that they could fall anywhere in there. And that's the one thing I say, I'm like, it depends on which Pittsburgh Steelers team is going to be out there on the field. And there's just, and the thing, there's so many things about it that they haven't even, they haven't gone to the good side for one full game. I mean, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. I'm Jeff Hartman wrote a great article about it and everything. Where is the Steelers? Where's a complete game? They have not put together a complete game this season. They did it last year during the streak and things kind of fell apart and you, and the, the hope of all the fans is that they're moving towards that complete game, that the data trend is going in that direction that you want, that you have that upward trend. Well, the Steelers are now on a downward trend. You know, they started at a high data point, you know, with, with, with week one, then, then it dropped off. Then you dropped off for the three game skid. Then next thing you know, you're rising up for four straight wins. And then you have a tie against the team you should have beat. Take the circumstances out of it. You still tie a team you should have beat. Um, that's a downward trend. Then the last two games, giving up 41 points per game, that's a downward trend. And you don't want to be up and down. You know, <laughs> I hate to reference. Well, no, I don't hate to reference. I love the reference. Um, uh, when, of course, I love nerdy shows like Big Bang Theory. But also one of my favorite TV shows was How I Met Your Mother. And their one New Year's episode was about, you know, a, a, a good mixtape. Sh- you know, they think it has rise and fall. When really it should be all rise. That's what you want from your football team. That's what you want from the Pittsburgh Steelers. You want their trend to be all rise. Not up and down and up and down. And the thing is, is you don't want the ups and downs. You don't want the wide, the wide curve as you go. Like it's a long trend down for three games and then a long trend up for, for four games. That's fine as long as you keep trending up. But then you get the long, you know, three more games down. Hopefully it's not more than a three game trend that the Steelers are down. I mean, they had a, th- a down three games early in the season, and now that a down three games here. Maybe, you know, now they need to put it together and have that upward trend going into a difficult part of their season. And I, I don't really want to look ahead, but when I talk to you all next Thursday, it'll be game day. That's what's crazy is that, yeah, if all the focus is on the Ravens, 
But in a week from now, we're going to be talking about the game that's going to happen that night because they have such a short week. Then they'll get that mini buy and uh, then roll into. I'm trying to remember the next one after that. I'm pretty sure. Um, I can't remember. I know Tennessee's in there somewhere. Um, so, because I'm I, that's a game I should be going to. So, I'm sorry I'm getting away from numbers right now, but I am talking about trends. I am talking about some mathematical trends and everything there. So, so the Steelers need to get that trend going, and they're just they haven't put together a complete game on both sides of the ball. And at this point, I don't know that they ever will in 2021. You just hope that they get more of the get it together time of a game than not. I mean, there's, there's nothing more you would like is for a team to not really figure it all out and get it all together until it's time to move into the playoffs, but how playoffs. Yeah. How many times have we seen the Pittsburgh Steelers having a very rough season and all of a sudden being that team trend trending on the way, I'm pretty sure Jeff Hartman talked about this, that they're the upward trend and they're right there on the cusp, but they didn't do enough during the early part of the season to get into the postseason. And teams are like, gee, you don't, you really hope the Steelers don't make it in because they'd be a tough team to have to play. Exactly. And that's the, you know, that's that right there is the, is, is the 2005 team. You know, coming in as as a six seed and 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 rolling through. How many times have the Steelers come up short and they're like, "Oh man, but they were really coming on strong." If only they would have got in the postseason. That's great. You want to be that team that gets it together at the right time because last year the Steelers didn't have it together at the right time. But now this year, the question is, if they can get it together at at, at all, is it going to be too late? So. I'll just highlight a few numbers since we spent, spent I spent so much time on that. Um, I, I, I hope that was, I hope that I didn't mean not spouting digits the whole time. Um, I think I was still nerdy enough with all that, but yeah, the Steelers, I mean, they've given up 41 points a game for two straight games. I mean, they gave up 198 rushing yards. It's the third straight game that they've given up over 150. Um, we're going in the second half here. We're going to look at some of these trends of the way the Steelers are going even more. That's why I set it up with talking about these trends. Trends here. I mean, they they were minus two in the turnover department. Even if they were plus one, the way they were playing, it wasn't going to get the job done. Because I mean, it's a thirty-one point loss. A thirty-one point loss. Um, and the Steelers had one rushing first down. One rushing first down, just the, the 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 game situation just took it away from him. You know, Mike Tomlin was asked about it Tuesday about Najee Harris, and he kind of said, you know, we weren't running the ball well when we were running, we weren't blocking it well when we went to run, and then the game situation had it get away from us. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this works this week when we talk about that. And my goodness, the Steelers they gave they allowed the Bengals to complete 80% of their passes. I mean, it's one thing to let them run all over you, but then to also let them complete 80% of their passes. And I mean, who was um, Brandon Allen was 0 for 1. So, I mean, Joe Burrow compl- only had four incompletions. Well, technically three, because he completed one to Minka Fitzpatrick, if you know what I mean, which was really nice to see Minka uh, getting back into it there. But my, um, my goodness, that didn't really help whenever the very next play, the Steelers give up a pick six. I mean, that's when you take, and that's happened too many times when the Steelers get a takeaway that you turn around and give it right back. It's, it's like the takeaway never happened. Um, and that's, that can be frustrating. They just got dominated in the first half. I mean, I, I laid out some of these numbers in my, 
in my by the numbers article. Um, Bengals had 18 first downs in the first half to the Steelers five. They were they were four to five on third down attempts. The only time they failed was when the Steelers stopped them and forced them to a field goal after the first interception. You know, I mean, that was really the, the highlight of the day for the defense. Okay. Um, 260 yards for the Bengals to 95 for the Steelers in the first half. And their completion percentage in the first half was even better than the second. I mean, they were 88% in the first half when the game, when the game was still in doubt, um, in the first half, 6.7 yards per play. You know, it was just, it was just too much. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't even get to the Bengals red zone until there was three minutes and five seconds remaining in the game. They ran one offensive play in the red zone, and it was the touchdown to Pat Fairmouth. They got to the red zone. They got a touchdown on the next play. That was the only play they ran in the red zone. I have to say it that way because to end the game, the Steelers' final play put them in the red zone, but it was the final play of the game. So they didn't run a play from the end zone on that drive. I mean, they just – they. You could say the defense couldn't stop the Bengals, which was completely true, but the offense couldn't move the ball. I mean, to not get in, into the red zone until there's three minutes left when the other team basically doesn't care, my my goodness, that's it was rough. It was rough. I know I'm still kind of going off on it, but I'm forced to think about this past game. So we're going to roll into the second half now because what we're going to do is I'm going to do my typical breaking down the opponent. I'm going to talk about the trends of the Steelers um, with their rankings, where they've been since basically since the bye, since the bye, when they were, you know, not even not since the bye, going into the Chicago game, which was after they played Cleveland. They can't, had one game out of, out of the bye. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk a little bit about something that uh, Jeremy Betts from the Fantasy Football Fix brought up to me on Twitter um, about point differential. And um, of, of course, that's just, you know, like I said, we'll do the breakdown. So stick around through some of these commercials. My goodness, it feels like there's been five minutes of commercials sometimes that I watch less ride, but uh, we don't really have any say over that. So please don't blame us. That's just, uh, that's just must be because we're having, we're, we're some successful podcasts and are, and are doing well that everyone wants to do commercials with us. So uh, uh, stick around. We'll be right back. When my Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to Steelers Stat Geek. This is behind the show curtain editor Dave Schofield. Still here. It's funny. I, I said about oh, long commercials. Sometimes there's no commercials. <laughs> Watch this have been a time where there wasn't one. Um, anytime I try to comment about what a commercial might be, it ends up being the exact opposite. So it, it's kind of funny that way. Um, touche there, podcasts. Um, 
let's talk about something that that uh, uh, Jeremy Betts of the Fantasy Football Fix brought up to me um, on or through Twitter. You know, he tagged myself and Jeff Hartman just to say something. It was about point differential. And the Steelers' point differential this season, my goodness, they they are at minus 43. Minus 43, which means they – it's the worst that they've had since I think in the 90s, he was saying. Um, I'm trying to make sure I, I get back in there and, and get the um, get get the exact number. Um I'm trying to find his tweet right now. Um, here we go. Yes. He said it's the, it's the lowest since 1991. That, that, well, of course, that's what they finished the season at. And I'll be honest with you. Right now, you know, there's some a few teams that have played 12 games. I think eight teams haven't had their bye yet. So when I do rankings and everything, I have to adjust for that. But when you're talking differential, it doesn't matter. Because if you win the game, you're plus. If you lose the game, you're minus. So, yeah, you might have a chance to have a higher differential with one game, but it re- there's not really anything to average out there. So, but, but as as Jeremy pointed out, that it was minus 43, the lowest since 1991. They've only made the playoffs twice since they became an NFL franchise in 1933, where they had a negative point differential. One was in 1947. Uh, the other was in 1989. They were minus 61. I went back and looked at the Steelers' point differential. Well, first of all, right now, their minus 43-point differential has them 23rd in the NFL. 23rd in the NFL because of that that minus 43. But think about it. They just lost this past week by 31 points. So it was minus 12 going into week 12. And But that's what a stinker of a game will do to you. So going back to try to put this in perspective right now, I went back to, to 2000, the, you know, the Kevin Colbert era. It's It's the most by far. There's only it's actually only three years since 2000 that the Steelers finished with a negative point differential. Are you ready for those three years? Those three years were 2019, with that was the year with no Ben Roethlisberger except for a game and a half. 2003, that was the the year where the Steelers went six and ten and were able to draft Ben Roethlisberger the next year, and currently 2021. That's it. Count If you count this year, it would be three. If you look at the top ones, I, I have these ranked in order for the most point differential to the least. The top ones, are you ready? 2005, 176. What happened in 2005? Hmm, I don't know. 2001. Steelers had a pretty good season in 2001, you know, pre-Ben Roethlisberger. I'm, you know, Brian Anthony Davis could probably tell us the whole history of that season. Then that where they were plus 150. Then they were plus 149 in 2010. What happened in 2010? Oh, they came up one game short. They went to the Super Bowl, but were not victorious. Number four was 148. That was in 2008. Then we all know what happened in 2008. That was another Super Bowl victory. So then to to go back, it, it drops another you know, 26 points from there. So if you look at it, you know, the top, well, the top one of 2005 stands out way above the rest of them, you know, at 176, but then you got 150, 149, 148, all grouped together. That's the 2001, 2010, 2008. Then it's a drop, a pretty big drop. Then down to 2007. So it kind of shows, you know, that's the recipe for success. Um, And the Steelers, don't have that going on right now. So I just thought that was interesting to bring up. So uh, thank you, Jeremy, for su- suggesting that. So 
let's get to what we've been doing um, ever since, oh, about week four, where we break down where where the two teams stand going into this game. Now, as we do that, I'm also going to talk about some trends. I'm going to tell you, like when the Steelers want to tell you where they rank in something, we're going to go back and look and see how that has changed over the last five weeks, like this being week number five. Um, you know, where they stood going into the Chicago game, which was the last game they won, um, although that one was a little dicey. Um, and then how it's gone since then. So, so let's break it down. We start with the offense. Let's go Baltimore Ravens offense yards. They averaged 393 and a half yards per game on offense. That is fourth in the NFL. They are fourth in the NFL in yards where the Steelers average two or sorry, 325.5 yards per game. That is 22nd. So the Ravens, you know, when you rank offense, cause they're ranked by the total yards, that's just how they do it. Uh, the Ravens are ranked fourth. The Steelers are ranked 22nd. Now that hasn't changed much for the Steelers over the last five weeks. They were 22nd the last, you know, this week and last week they were 24th. They were up to 25th following Chicago, you know, and they were 24th before that. So it hasn't changed a ton. They've actually gotten better with their total yards, um, which sometimes when you're in a situation where you're not winning, you can put up a lot of yards when they don't matter like the Steelers did this past week. Now, here's here's the one that I think is a little bit more telling. Points. The, the Steelers' points that they've scored. And the Ravens. The Ravens, have, they average 23.9 points a game. That's 15th in the NFL, you know, right there, middle of the road. The Steelers, they average 20.4 points per game. That's 22nd. The same rank they are in yardage. And and that's actually been up and down with them a little bit over the last five weeks. Um, it went, you know, starting going into the Chicago game, they were 26th, 23rd, 26th, 20th, and 22nd. So they're bouncing up and down um, when, it, when it comes to points. Um, of course, they ranked better, both, you know, last week they scored 37. This week they scored 10. You know, that's, that's concerning. So moving on to... Run rushing offense. This is where you know there's going to be a huge discrepancy between these two teams. Okay. And I, I'm sure you realize that. Uh, how about the Ravens averaging 150.7 yards on the ground? That's second in the NFL. They now are ahead of Cleveland and they are only behind Philadelphia. They are second in the NFL, 150 yards a game. The Steelers are down to where they're only rushing 87.1 yards per game. That's 28th. The Steelers had gone up as high as 26th um, after after that Detroit game. Um, you know, they were 28th before that, went up to 26th, back to 27th last week, back to 28th this week. So when they start to get a little bit of progress, it just kind of comes right back down. Then there's yards, th- yards through the air, passing yards. The Ravens. Average 242.8 yards a game. That's 13th. The Steelers average 238.5 yards per game. That's 15th. So if you look at that, that's only a difference of of 4.3 yards. And it's 13th and 15th. The only team that's in between them um, is New England, who averages exactly 240 yards. So they're very similar with their yards and everything with when it comes to passing offense. The big difference is the rushing when the Steelers are at the very bottom and the Ravens are at the very top. When it comes to passing, they're both 
pretty much middle of the road. Now some, uh, oh, but let me go back and, and, and tell you the trend when it comes to passing yards. The Steelers are actually, um, they dropped a, a spot this week from last week, but they went 16th, 19th, 17th, 14th, 15th. So they've actually, you know, you actually want to see the team. I hate to say this. You want to see that number being not ranked as high. You don't want to see the Steelers having to throw the ball as much to win games. So that one's a little bit deceiving. Um, here's some interesting numbers that kind of caught me by surprise. There's other ones I'm going to get to about surprise that I, I didn't realize this. You all might have realized this. But um, when it comes to turnovers, the Steelers have less turnovers on the year than Baltimore. They have 14 to Baltimore 17. Now, the Steelers had three this past week, but the Ravens had I know they had at least four. There was four interceptions. I don't know if there's any fumbles. Um, I watched part of that game. I was in and out of it. Um, I was just kind of tired of football after watching the Steelers on Sunday. Um, I was checking in on the game, if you know what I mean. Um, And then here's the other thing. The Steelers, they've been sacked 24 times. That's tied for 17th in the NFL. The Ravens have been sacked 36 times. That's next to last. That's 31st in the NFL. Did not realize that they're getting sacked that much with their mobile quarterback. So that's that's something to remember. Um, although it looks like, you know, it's going to be tough for the Steelers to get one Trent Jordan Watt back. Uh, what is interesting is in an, in an interview on Wednesday, was it, I'm pretty sure it was Chris Wormley. No, it was Joe Schobert. They asked him about if he talked to TJ Watt, and he said he had he had he had spoke to him like briefly from a distance or whatever um, the day before when he would have been getting tested. If he's at the facility getting tested, that tells me he probably likely you know after a positive test that likely means he doesn't have symptoms. So I know I'm the king of wishful thinking, but I I can't hold out for that. But boy, that would be, wouldn't that really spark Steelers fans um, if TJ Watt was able to come back in time for the game? Um, but don't hold your breath. You know, we, we, we look for positive things, but uh, let's just say this. I would very much welcome it, but I wouldn't bet my house on it. Let's go to the defense. This has some pretty interesting numbers. When it comes to, to yardage surrenders, these teams aren't that far off. The Ravens have given up 359.9 yards per game. That's 19th in the NFL, while the Steelers have given up 367.5, which is 25th in the NFL. So, yes, a difference of not even eight yards goes from 19th to 25th. So that's kind of where all, all those teams are lying in there. Um, neither team is doing that great when it comes to yardage for defense. Now, the Steelers, they're 25th. Five weeks ago, they were 11th. This this was the trend. They went from 11th to 14th up to 12th. You know, after you know after after that uh, after the Detroit game, they went up to 12th. Then with the last two games, 23rd, then 25th. So they went from 11th to 25th. I mean, basically half the league passed them um, since since they played Chicago. Crazy. Um, but if you think that one's bad, uh, just you wait. Because let's talk about the points. Points surrendered. Here's a big difference. The Ravens have surrendered 21.8 points per game on average. That's ninth in the NFL, while the Steelers have surrendered 24.3 points a game, which is 23rd. So that tells you that, you know, two and a half points, that's a big difference between top 10 and bottom 10, really. Um, but what, what's crazy is when you look at that, 
So the Steelers defense is, is giving up 24.3 points per game. And the Ravens offense is only scoring 23.9 points per game. The Steelers offense is only scoring 20.4 points a game, but the Ravens defense is giving up 21.8 points a game. They kind of line up a little bit with what they, what those should be. And so if, if you're thinking about average and all that stuff, you know what your final score is 24 to 21. Honestly, if you round it out based on what they give versus what they surrender, maybe that'll be my prediction on the preview tonight. Um, I don't know, but that's 24 to 21 um, if I wanted to go by the numbers. But now the Steelers, when it comes to points, they're 23rd in the NFL. They were 7th, 7th five weeks ago. They went from 7th to ninth, up to 8th to 14th to 23rd. That's what happens when you give up 41 points two weeks in a row. It's, it's just what happens. Whew, it's, so trust me, I, Steelers Nation is frustrated, and, and, and I get it, you know, because it wasn't that bad not that long ago. Let's talk about the run defense. Just like the just like running the ball, I mean, flipped mirrored almost to a T when it not in the numbers. The numbers lined up perfectly, you know, almost oppositely when it came to points surrendered versus points scored. This one isn't the numbers. This one is the ranking. Because if you remember, the Ravens are second in the league in rushing while the Steelers are 28th. When it comes to defending the run, the Ravens are second in the league and the Steelers are 28th. So you've got the 28th best rushing attack going up against the second best ranked defense. And then you've got the second best running attack going up against the 28th ranked defense in rushing the ball. The numbers are the Ravens only give up 84.2 yards per game uh, on average, and the Steelers give up 133.1 yards per game on average. So that's another one that's fallen fallen off in five weeks. The Steelers were 12th, 12th. They went 12th, 15th. 25th, 26th, 28th. That's what happens when you give up that 200-yard rushing game um, to Detroit. That drummed them from 15th to 25th, and it's just gotten worse since. Last one. This is the one that really surprised me. The Baltimore Ravens surrendered 275.7 yards per game. I knew they were much better at stopping the run than the pass, but I did not realize that they were dead last in the NFL in in pass defense. 32nd. No joke. The worst pass defense in the NFL is who the Steelers are going to play this week. Now the question is, are they going to, is that going to give the Ravens a chance to get out of that bottom spot or are the Steelers going to take advantage of it? The Steelers, they give up 243.5 yards per game. That's 12th in the NFL. They've actually gotten better over the last five weeks with the pass defense, believe it or not. They went from 13th, 15th, up to 9th, then back to 15th, and then to 12th. But that's not a big surprise because the teams have been running the ball on them so much they don't have to pass. That's why that's gotten better. They haven't had to. So I did not realize that the Ravens were dead last. That's going to be something to pay attention to. To finish up here, let's look at this. Here's something that's pretty interesting. I was surprised. People thought, oh, man, the Steelers, they just start taking the ball away. They only have 10 takeaways this year. You know, who else you, only, you know who else only has 10 takeaways this year? The Baltimore Ravens. They both have the same number in the same 11 games. And then you have uh, sacks. The Steelers have five more sacks than the Ravens. They have 30 to the Ravens, 25. So when you look at those things, like those special things, like the Steelers aren't taking the ball away, but neither are the Ravens. 
the same rate. The Steelers aren't doing that great with sacks, but they're still doing better than the Ravens. The Steelers are giving up more sacks this year than they did last year, but still way better than the Ravens who are at the bottom of the league. And then the Steelers have actually turned the ball over less than the Ravens have three less times in the same amount of games. So you take all those things, you take the game being played at Heinz field. You take that the Ravens are not known as a pass defense and you got to see what's going to happen. But you know, the Ravens felt like they figured out something against the Steelers last year when they played that second game after all the COVID issues. And they still believe they gave everyone the blueprint of how to beat the Steelers. We'll see if they can do it again. We'll see if it's still the same blueprint. We'll see how that works. All I know is that the Steelers' trend is down. They are trending down, but they have to turn the corner. As bad as that last one was, I can't imagine it being worse this week. I can't. And if it is, I don't know how I'm going to keep the television on. I really don't. And I'll feel for my sister and my nephew who are going to be at the game in my seats um, that, that we share, our family share it. Really, really hoping that the, the Steelers realize that you got to show up to play here. You're going back home now. I, I, I'm i sorry if I led you all straight. I thought the Steelers were going to win last week because I thought if any time there was a time that the Steelers know, oh, we've got to play tough on the road in the AFC North. We played tough in Cleveland. We know how important it is yet to step up your game on the road in division games and to come out and play like that. Ouch. Ouch, ouch. I just, I thought if there was ever going to be a game that they could get it all together, it would be that one. After the tough loss, going to the West Coast, coming back, knowing you're going on the road, you know, let's rally the troops. And instead of the troops being rallied, it seems like they just laid down their weapons. You can't lay it down against the Baltimore Ravens. If they do that, it is going to be a nightmare. But the problem is with Steelers fans, we look at this and we and we don't know which team we're going to get. Are you going to get the, the team that comes out like they did against Cincinnati? Or are you going to get a team that was flying to the ball when they were playing the Buffalo Bills? I know you're not having all the same people. But still, some of those, I, I look at like Cam Sutton, who was just zipping around. And he came in and made that big play, that big stop um, that, that that set up a, you know, a really important play in that game. It's so long ago, I don't want to mess up the exact context, you know, where, where he came in, where they, on fourth down, when they tried to do the pitch and he blew up that play and he seemed like he was flying around. I haven't seen Cam Sutton fly around, you know, I haven't seen other players that have played well. Jeffrey Benedict and I did a did a vertex that ran on Wednesday about Devin Bush and his run defense. And I go back and look, and it was the game I was at the stadium. Man, oh man, was he having a really good game against the Denver Broncos before he hurt his leg. Is it almost like it's a mental block of if I play well and go that hard, I'm going to get hurt again? It almost I, that's what my fear is with Devin Bush. But are you going to get that? De- can you get Devin Bush? Against the Broncos, or are you going to get Devin Bush against the Bengals? And basically, every game since the Broncos. Um, that's what we don't know. That's the unknown. But I'm going to tune in, and I'm going to be in my Cam Hayward jersey, and I'm going to be looking forward to this game to see if this is when they this is when they turn the corner, and this is where things get better. I'm optimistic, but I'm also I also realize that the opposite could be true. So with all that, I hope that I gave you a little bit of a pep talk, but yet still 
brought you back to reality because that's what I'm constantly doing with myself when it comes to Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It really is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, make sure you're checking out all the podcasts on the network. I love that my nerds of steel listen. Um, the ride or die crew is strong. You know, we've got the live mic. We've got our, I love that people that just listen to audio shows still come into the live chats on YouTube or Facebook live on, on the live shows. Those are great as well. You all are fantastic. We had a record breaking month, huge month, huge month in the month of November. We're just going up, up, up. And it's only because of you all. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. And as I always finish it up with, thanks for geeking out. We'll see you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.